0: super talk mississippi media production hello ladies and gentlemen this is jamie Creel with shelter insurance come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our switch and save located in ridgeland and florida mississippi give us a call 601-992-6000 he's the former president and publisher of the sun herald and now he's on the radio Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome to Coastview, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, we're going to jump right in today with our guest today, uh, Matt McDonald, the executive director of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and Convention Center, a good friend of Coastview. Matt, good morning. How are you doing?
0: Oh, man, we are really busy. It's uh, festival time, and, you know, during festival week, every day gets just a little bit busier until you get that first day of the festival under your belt, and we're pushing uh, hard to get there, and we're going to be there uh, rather quickly.
1: So we're going to – well, here's what I want to do. We'll get back to this in a second, but uh, the show goes on, rain or shine. Obviously, we've got some challenges with weather. Uh, We're going to talk through some of those contingency plans here in just a second but I want to read to you something that I'm going to share with my friends from Brownwater banter next Monday. And it really, it really applies to you as well, but it's from Steve jobs. And it says this, I'm convinced that half of what separates successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. <laughs> when, when I think of Matt McDonald, the first thing that comes to my mind is perseverance. You, I mean, you've, Persevering through challenging times—not just COVID, but just challenging times—has defined your career, hasn't it?
0: Well, you know what—I I certainly didn't want my career to end this way, and and hopefully I'll get a few more years to where I can see the rebirth or or the post-COVID um, celebrations that are that come about. But I can tell you, it has been very challenging. I've got a great team though, and the team bought in to the fact that we would have to do things differently. Uh, Events would be fewer and further between for uh, a while, and the events would be smaller. But we were still doing events. We were still generating revenue. And you know what? We're still uh, uh, employing now. We've added a few more people, so we're back up to almost 20 full-time employees. And we're going to add a few more as our schedule continues to unfold.
1: Well, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but for people who don't know it, the Coast Coliseum and Convention Center has a unique charter. Uh, there are some taxes that come to pay off bond debt, but in terms of running your, the 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 Coliseum, yeah. they run it like a business. They have a, a profit and loss statement. They have net income. They have they have in order to pay salaries, as he just pointed out, they're ramping back up again. You have to have events. You you you've got to be able to move the ball forward. Even during the pandemic, there wasn't you didn't have this option to shut this thing down and go from zero to 60 when everybody got a shot, you had to figure out a way to do business during the pandemic, didn't you?
0: That's correct. And, and you know, the, uh, the crazy part about it was uh, high school graduations were really the catalyst that helped us figure out how to do other events and show the public that we could do them safely. And, and we've done that, and we've done it fairly successfully compared to what other venues around the country our size are, or even uh, a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger have been able to achieve. I get phone calls literally every week from uh, colleagues that I've known in the industry for years. But, well, how'd you do this? Or how, how, were you, how did the government allow you to do that? And you know what? We've been fortunate. Um, Tate Reeves has been pretty uh, hands off. Um, he's stayed on top of what he's needed to stay on top of. And he's let us do what we've needed to do under the terms that he set forth. And, and it's work. It's just been a little bit awkward and a little bit uh, problematic in terms of cancellations and reschedules. And we still have a little bit of that going on, but it's very little. Now, most of the business that are hitting the books, uh, it's going to happen and we're not going to continue to reschedule.
1: Yeah, we talk about this a lot here on the show. This whole notion of for so long when you and I talked, it was, you know, we could say maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, none of us realized that it would go on this long. I mean, we couldn't comprehend that for over a year we'd be in that mode. But today, it's more yes. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. As you see, vaccinations continue to to, to move forward rapidly. Uh, it's truly amazing. Look at some statistic this morning: the number of people over sixty-five, the percentage of people over sixty-five, and the percentage. And this is it for the nation, and the and the pr- percentage of people over sixty-five who have gotten a shot. Boy, that's a big number. I mean, it's a really big number. Uh, I think 190 million people have been vaccinated now, and we continue to make great progress. In fact, the Coliseums did speak about innovation, the Coliseum's right in the game. I, I rode my bike down there yesterday, and I was going to just down to the beach. And, man, that machine was working so fast over there to get people vaccinated. Well, the just, the,
0: the state's done a, a, a phenomenal job um, with the help of the National Guard and and all of their nurses, um biloxi PD has has played a part in it. Uh, Mississippi Highway Patrol has been involved, and all of that has come together and worked extremely well. I mean, here we are today planning a major, uh, uh, or actually operating a major festival, the biggest event we do all year, and in the northeast quadrant of our campus, we're vaccinating people against COVID in hopes that they can come out to other events sooner than later. So it's kind of it's kind of an oddity that I will experience in my career. I hope nobody else has to.
1: Yeah, uh, so let's talk about the festival just a little bit, the Crawfish Festival, and also Vicari Auctions as as happening simultaneously. That's correct. You convinced Pete to, I think he was going to do a second one last year. COVID, I guess, stopped that. Is that right?
0: That's correct. We were scheduled the same time in conjunction with the Crawfish Festival, and Pete has a pretty good uh, working knowledge of how uh, uh, collector car auctions operate, and he really dialed into the fact that we have a major event that he could, tie into that would provide some entertainment for his buyers and his guests because so many of these auctions they go to there's really not that much to do and the auctions that have things to do that are tied back to the auction or vice versa really fare well and so pete saw that as an opening and we have a great relationship with, with all of his team at, at, at McCarry auctions and we're glad that he's able to figure out how to do a second one here
1: it's exciting as, uh, <clears throat> as you know he's my next door neighbor here in and on back Bay. And I got to talk to him this morning. He's super excited about it. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, this would be, he he normally does the, the auctions deer and cruising the coast, but this would be his second one. And, uh, people arriving from all over the country to be part of that. It's, a, it's pretty exciting. You guys can, you, you can actually chew gum and walk at the same time. Can't you?
0: <laughs> we had to learn. We had to learn quickly. That's for sure. But you know what, uh, I wouldn't, trade this experience to to a certain extent because of the fact that it taught my staff and even myself how to adapt and how to overcome uh the obstacles that were put in front of us and and no we hadn't generated enough money to to be in the black this year but we had some cash reserves and and now instead of continuing to burn through those reserves we're actually starting to see that we were able to build them back up a little bit and uh hopefully with with decent weather this weekend We'll, put, make, we'll go a long way in, in building back some of those cash reserves for the month of April.
1: So let's talk about the, uh, the, the CrossFit Festival in, in general. So for someone who's never been before, what would they experience?
0: You're going to walk in and you're going to see a lot of uh, high-quality amusement rides, the, the games that are associated with traveling carnivals, uh, lots of food vendors, lots of merchandise vendors. A giant stage with about 2,000 chairs set up, uh, socially distanced, and pods of twos and fours. We we got away from making people buy a table of eight. That worked early, now it's not needed. And people are more comfortable coming in smaller groups and it, and it enables us to sell more tickets. So, so you'll see that, but you'll also get a feel for an event that's fun, that people enjoy coming to. They've been coming to for 28 years and we have made money in all 28 or all 27 of the previous years.
1: that That's incredible. Hey, speaking of uh, pods, family units, and so, so on, my my wife, my daughter, and my grandkids went to Disney on ice this weekend and had a great experience. Just It was just a great experience. Uh, you had to have been happy to get that back on the books again.
0: Well, we originally had it uh, scheduled for January, but it was one of those pushback reschedule events, um, mainly because... There was a spike around the November-December timeframe that scared a lot of people. And uh, the governor did the right thing by limiting the amount of people that we could host inside. And when he put that limitation and used the word arena, it wasn't much wiggle room for us. So we uh, had to abide by what those regulations were. And it caused Disney to push back to early April. It did happen around uh, spring break, but but because spring break wasn't quite as large as some people anticipated, Disney happened with with uh, very little uh, fanfare or, or traffic issues, and we were very thankful to have that event.
1: You got a really good lineup of of guests. I saw a, a conversation uh, with the, on the Brown Brownwater podcast with Frank Foster, who's going to be there entertaining. <clears throat> I didn't even know who he was, and <clears throat> I went established a, a Spotify channel for him. Man, this guy's old time country. I just I love his style.
0: Well uh, he's, we've chased him for a number of years, but he's always had a conflict um playing over in Hancock County within a month or two of our date that, that restricted him from playing us. And this year we were finally able to get him to agree to play. So I'm I'm excited. He's a very, very strong regional draw and, and, and to a certain extent a national draw as well. But his his following really is in that area of southeast Louisiana, southwest Mississippi, and it's big.
1: It is really big. I mean, he tells the story of how he's been able to make it work during the pandemic because he had such a great social media following, and uh, he stays in in you know touch with them, and and he's got very committed streaming audience and. And it's been able to kind of bridge the gap for him. And it's been, you know, a lot of the successful musicians have been able to make a go of it during the pandemic because of that. Now they're band members, they're bus drivers, you know, the the people at the Coliseum that work. I mean, there's been so many, the ripple effect has been just dramatic. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Matt McDonald, Executive Director of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. As We celebrate Coastal Mississippi and celebrate life coming back to Coastal Mississippi. Now, the good news is it never really shut down completely. So when you look at the economic numbers for the state of Mississippi since the sort of lockdown, Mississippi is like number three in the nation in terms of recovery. You start to really kind of boil that down. You see that tourism has played a big part of that. That's just for the whole state of Mississippi. And then you start looking at that closer and you realize the role that Coastal Mississippi played in helping help tourism for the state do so well. And so tourism, you know, I've said this so many times that so goes the coast, so goes our state. If you look at the recovery effort, that's true. And the reason why we've done well is because we've got a lot of leaders here that are focused on how do you do business in this moment with these set of circumstances because we cannot afford to shut down. Now, I've, I've defined Matt McDonald, the executive director for the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center a minute ago as Mr. Perseverance. But it's true because his entire career has been defined and overcoming these moments. So, Matt, let's talk for just a minute about um, the innovation that you had to do while the Coliseum was kind of, you know, trying to figure all this out. The locker room. We had a, our last show. Uh, we had a, we had to show you guys were there, and we took us on a tour. What a cool place! I can't wait to see it in person. But you got to be thrilled to have that.
0: It's it's a really nice amenity that that kind of gets us more competitive with newer buildings that are that are around us that offer those kind of amenities. And it becomes a revenue stream to help us entice and lure more uh, promoters and more big events to come to the facility. So, you know what? We used our downtime uh, to the best that we could. And not only get that done, we replaced all the carpet in the existing convention center, where that's all fresh and, and brand new. Uh, that was done through the help of the Harrison County Board of Supervisors and their generosity. Uh, we got a brand new rigging grid put into where there are really no shows on the road that belong in our arena from a size standpoint that we now cannot bring in and, and hang and load in and load out in one day. And that's always been a knock on this building is it was difficult to rig in, but now that's gone. That, 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 that problem has been solved, and, and that's no longer uh, an excuse or an alibi or an, or an obstacle for us to have to contend with.
1: That, that's great. That's great. You guys, again, you have to be innovative even when t- times are tough. Actually, that's the time to be innovative so that when you come out on the other side, you've, uh, you've improved your ability to host events. You've improved your ability to add amenities and uh, sort of a VIP experience for people, which is going to really play well over, the, over the, uh, the coming you know days and weeks and months as you go forward. So let's come back to the Crawfish Festival for a second. Let's do two things. Let's remind people – uh, who are, who's going to be here as entertainment and then also sort of what your contingency planning is around the weather.
0: Well, it's definitely a rain or shine event. Um, having a big, uh, arena with a big roof on it gives us the ability to go inside or outside with entertainment. The last thing we want to do is pay a band to sit on a bus and then have to refund people because we weren't smart enough to, to get out of the rain and get them inside to where people could still come in and enjoy the music. And the acts that we have this year, when you talk about Frank Foster, he is our main support for Riley Green. Riley Green is one of the hottest country acts on the road right now in terms of an up-and-coming country artist. I mean, he's now doing amphitheaters and and smaller arenas. And to get him on the festival now with, with Frank Foster in support, Friday is a huge day for us. It's, it is our biggest Ticket-selling day so far out of the three days. Now, Saturday's not far behind. Uh, We have a a, a homegrown product, uh, an artist called Hardy, uh, that's uh, uh, right from here in North Mississippi. And Hardy's got a great following, and he's gotten much bigger since we booked him. But the surprise of the whole festival is his main support is an act called Nico Moon. And Nico Moon has exploded literally in the last six weeks to where uh a lot of people are buying tickets to see nico moon on saturday night so nico moon with hardy on saturday and then we come back on sunday with uh, john langston and blackberry smoke and we intertwine each one of those days with a little bit of local flavor Um, we're doing um, cole jones on friday night from harley mississippi um a, a, a band out of south louisiana called louisiana express on saturday afternoon along with the tall boys another local act and then sunday a uh, band called the Chitlins out of Gulfport, Mississippi will be on the main stage. Uh and one of our uh promotional contests we had, uh they've got a um uh local act, uh Hale and Tim or Tim and Hale that was, and I apologize because I just got the email early this morning. They were the selected as the contest winners from IHART Media, one of y'all's competitors that that are promoting the event. And um they're going to open up the show Saturday and they won that slot by competing in a on-air radio competition.
1: So cool. You know, it's interesting going back to Nikki moon for a second, um, with streaming the way it works today and social media, the way it works for that, you mentioned six weeks. It is amazing what can happen in six weeks. That used to not be the case. Isn't that true?
0: Yes. And and the thing of it is, is that, is that you've got to be aware of that and you got to stay on top of it. And there's so much information there that's coming at us that, you know, it, it really is, is difficult keeping up with it at the speed that it's coming at us. But overall, though, we do have the contingency of being able to play it indoors. And that's what makes this really an event that we should never be. We should never lose money if we plan it correctly because of the fact that we don't have to refund tickets because the artists will play. Um, it's not as cool to me. Uh, I like being outdoors for the festival. Much rather be outdoors. But People have paid a lot of money to see these artists. They want to see these artists, and they're going to see these artists, whether it's indoors or outdoors. And we're going to make that call as late as we possibly can to ensure that we make the right decision.
1: So interesting. Yeah, but, boy, this is one of the reasons why you have this incredible grounds where you can have these outstory events, but then you have this incredible backup plan that's got a very big roof <laughs> on it that's called right. the Coliseum. So it makes right. it makes for... It gives you, I, I love the way you say it too. It's you, you can never accept defeat. It's a, you. If you keep the acts and the visitors in total focus at all times and make decisions that protect them, whatever the situation might be, you cannot lose. Can you? Well,
0: w- we don't lose very often. We can't afford to based on how we're set up to operate, but I can, I can assure you that, you know, over 28 years, we've had a lot of trial and error, particularly with this event. And you know what? We're here in South Mississippi, and the weather changes, and it changes rather quickly. So we just have to be, once again, be able to adapt and overcome, and that's what we do. And we do it as good as we can with the limited amount of uh, staff and resources that we have.
1: Hey, listen, uh, what was it was? I remember when you and I talked last spring. So it's been you know a year ago, maybe over a year ago, the first time. And you were just beginning to sort of understand, wow, this is going to last a while because. You know, at first you you know it's like uh, cancellations a month or two out and then you then you start well we we're we're now canceling stuff out in October now. So man, it was really hitting you. And uh, the good news is though, several of those who canceled are back on again for twenty twenty one. Why don't you kind of update us on what the reschedules have looked like?
0: Well, we've actually had a little bit of movement. Um some of it has not been announced, so I'm not quite able to tell you exactly when certain shows are going to play or not play. But I will tell you this much. Reba McIntyre will play. We're still working out whether July may be a little early for her. Um, Chris Stapleton will play. Still looking at that September time frame to see if we've got to push back a little bit later towards the end of 2021, but he will play. Kiss, the same thing there, scheduled for October. I think they may be staying in October. We just haven't gotten final confirmation, but all of these acts are going to play and your tickets are good. So don't get rid of them. Um, you're going to be able to come when they, when they do play, but the beauty is we're now getting so many calls from other promoters that are wanting to try to put other shows, uh, several country acts that we're looking at, uh, some hip hop, uh, uh, artists that, that are now trying to get in and play, uh, some blues acts, um, maybe even, a, 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 a rock and roll actor too that, that, that and figure out how to get back out on the road. So I think you're going to see more shows that we have not announced happen between now and the end of 2021 than the ones we've got already scheduled.
1: Matt, I didn't think about that angle. I did not think about that angle. Here's the angle that Mississippi Coast Coliseum had challenges bringing some of the big acts in because it's proximity to other arenas. That's been sort of the, the most recent challenge of the last few years. But as you start to recrank the pandemic and realize that certain communities are having more restrictions than others, then those innovative communities like ours and th- those facilities that are led by people like you have, during some window of time, a competitive advantage.
0: We have actually had a competitive advantage r- really for about the last six months. The major problem for us has been the availability of the artist. And, and, and the problem for the artist really is not so much about coming to play Biloxi, where do they go after they leave Biloxi? So uh, getting from from Nashville to Biloxi or or wherever they're coming out of is not the problem. It's where do they go when they leave to make it worth their time to crank up the buses, load up the semis, get the the band back together, and get uh, every part of that moving machine rolling again. And that's why the touring acts are the slowest to come back. The family shows are coming back. We have Monster Jams coming up at the end of the month, uh, April 30th through May 2nd for five shows. Uh, we The fair will be back in June. Um, we've got uh, Rodeo coming back in July. So the family shows are going to come back a little quicker than the touring shows. But the touring shows, I promise you, are coming back. And we're going to get more before some of the other communities around us do because we're going to be opened up more. And we've been doing this a little bit longer than they have. So. We understand the, what 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 the protocol has to be.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot of money and people to crank up that touring machine. That is it for does. sure. To prime that pump, you can't go do just one event. You gotta nope. you gotta you gotta have to know what the sequence is going to be. Hey, Matt, we're out of time, but listen, good luck for people who had any wonderment about this. Don't let the weather in any way affect your your decision. Go enjoy the entertainment, enjoy the crawfish festival over the weekend. Thank you for spending some time with me, Matt.
0: Thanks, guys. It's rain or shine. Watch the weather. When you see we got a break, we're open. We're going to be open regardless.
1: Terrific. Good luck to you. When we come back, we'll continue a conversation with another fine guest. See you after this.